can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome to another bonus episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored. I'm your host and resident mythbuster, Joanna Fleming. In these bonus episodes, sometimes with the help of a special guest, I'll be answering your common beauty questions so you don't have to go digging for the answers yourself. So today I'm joined by a guest that I was only talking about the other day and saying how amazing her eyeshadow always looks. Welcome back to the podcast, Hannah English. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and talk about one of my favorite things, eyeshadow, but also sunscreen. Yes, amazing. Looking <laughs> forward to it. If you don't already know Hannah, you can find her on Instagram, Miss Hannah E on Instagram. You'll find it as soon as you type in MS, I think she'll pop up. She's a science creator, author, and beauty expert. Now, I really want to talk about your book to start with. That yes. wasn't even in my questioning, but I need to talk about the book. So mm -hmm. the book is called Your Best Skin. How did a book even come about and where do we buy it? Because I'm sure there will be people listening that have beauty obsessed or skin obsessed friends and will want to buy it for Christmas. So oh, give me the spiel. I would love that. Thank you. So <laughs> they have it at Booktopia and Amazon if you want to jump online. Cool. They have it in Big W, Target, David Jones, although I was hunting for it in David Jones the other day. I don't know if they've sold out. I was like, well, this is not the worst thing in the world, is it? And independent bookshops as well. Cool. Usually like with the fashion books and things like that yeah it came about so I had an email just asking the publisher wanted to publish a like more sciencey skincare book and asked if I'd ever thought about it and I was like well yes I mean we could download my brain into it and yeah. that way hopefully answer a lot of questions that maybe mm -hmm. you know it's cheaper to buy a book and try to get that background knowledge than to go for a million facials until you find someone you click with sometimes absolutely and I feel like we often answer really repetitive questions like I think you're probably the same as me like you get the same questions over and over and over and it's a great resource to be able to direct people and go, actually, all the questions that you probably ask us all the time, they're in the book. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm really not being cheeky here, but please just read it. Like, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do us all a favor and just read the book. Yeah. All right, great. Well, now we know where to get the book. Yeah. So I'm assuming you can find the basics of skincare in there. Does it get sciencey or is it complex at any point or is it really kind of that beginner to intermediate knowledge? Oh, what's quite funny it's pretty chill and easy to comprehend no matter your level, but I think there's something in there for everyone. Mm -hmm. The first chapter I submitted was the sunscreen chapter and like mm -hmm. it took me months, that one, because it needed to be perfect. It needed to have everything. Yes. And they were like, um, so this is reading a little bit like a textbook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was mortified. I did tone it down a bit from there but yeah. that's probably the most hectic chapter in I mean they can't blame you do come from a science background <laughs> what were they expecting <laughs> yeah um and I appreciate the feedback as well because it has to be yeah. readable otherwise you'll read like totally. a page and fall asleep absolutely all right well that's the book but today we were actually catching up because I have a question that came up in our Facebook group and we wanted to address it because I think it's probably one that a lot of people have thought about before so on the packaging of most sunscreens, it'll say like wait 20 minutes or half an hour after applying before going in the sun. So essentially we want to cover off like can you wake up and go straight for a walk with your sunscreen on? Do you really have to wait for that 
time to pass. So why do you think that that's advised? Why do they give that 20 minute to half an hour buffer between application and sun exposure? There are a couple of reasons. So firstly, if you wait until you're in the sun, like people do when they go to the beach um, before you even Mm -hmm. apply sunscreen, uh, that stresses me out. But you're already... (laughs) She's cringing. (laughs) Yeah. um, You're already being burned. You're already accumulating that damage Mm. if you wait until you're outside. So we don't want you to do that. And the second reason is that skin's kind of bumpy and the sunscreen has to dry evenly on the skin to make sure you don't have any little holes in your protection. Mm -hmm. So 20 minutes is definitely uh, a big margin. You know, uh, most of our sunscreens will dry in five minutes, hopefully. Mm -hmm. But if you've put like a thick layer and maybe it's quite an emollient, moisturizing sunscreen, it might take a little bit longer to dry. And that's why we say 20 minutes. Mm So long as I've put it on when I'm inside and given it a minute to set, I feel like I'm good, Mm -hmm. if that helps. Okay. All right. Cool. So we shouldn't be too concerned about that time buffer then. Just apply it while you're inside and you're probably okay. Yeah. Don't get up 20 minutes earlier or anything. Um, Five minutes should should be right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good. Glad we got that one out of the way. Now there's some pretty intense stats when it comes to Aussies and the use of sunscreens. So what are the most common things that Australians get wrong with sunscreen application? Well, the biggest thing is people think sunbaking is safe oh, if you have SPF on. Thank you. Thank you for addressing this. <laughs> oh, stress, right? Like, I don't know. I start to feel nauseous now just knowing what I know when I see people yes. laying out like that. Like, it feels mm-hmm. nice, but like, don't. I had this conversation actually with my boyfriend the other day because we're planning to go to Europe and I'm like, yeah, I'll still go out and explore and stuff and have my sunscreen on and not be super stressed about being in the sun if we're going for a walk, but I'm not going to lay by the pool in the sun. Like I'll put myself into the shade. So wherever I can avoid deliberate sun exposure, I'm going to, but a lot of people are like, oh, I've got SPF 50 on though. It's fine. Well, So why is that not fine? You know how the Australian government won't let us label a sunscreen SPF 100, even if it is, because they don't want people to think that sunscreen is like a foolproof, Mm -hmm. you know, shield against the sun because there's still a little bit getting in. And that little bit that does get in does a lot of damage. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people have that story of getting burnt when they had sunscreen on Mm -hmm. and it's probably that they were in the sun too long or didn't wear enough sunscreen. Yep. Regardless, which is the second thing I thought of when I think about people getting things wrong Mm -hmm. is just not wearing enough. And what are the guidelines for application? It's like one teaspoon per limb, isn't it? Yes, which doesn't really account for body size, I feel. It doesn't, yeah. But start with one teaspoon, which is five milliliters. Um, It doesn't sound like a lot, Mm -hmm. but if you go and measure it out and then try to put all that on an arm, it does actually feel like quite a lot. Yeah. I would try doing it in two layers if it feels like too much mm-hmm. in the same way that you would do, you know, nail polish in yeah. two thin layers to get it to a nice coverage or foundation maybe. And what other sun protection measures aside from SPF should we be using? I know you've got an extensive hat collection at home <laughs> and you've done a little bit of a <laughs> showcase of all your hats which people can find on your Instagram. <laughs> yes. Well, we say there are five facets of sun protection. So there's sunscreen and a hat. Mm-hmm. Then there's sunglasses and clothing and then seeking shade mm-hmm. so I actually got like driving gloves which is clothing yes they look a little bit crazy <laughs> but like they say that your hands and your neck will 
show changes sooner than your face because we all focus on our face. Yes. Don't forget the neck and hands, everyone. No. Yeah. And sometimes the feeling of sunscreen on your hands is a little bit like you put it on and then you try to get it off the palms. Yes. But you naturally kind of go to wash it off. Right. You're like, oh, I've applied my sunscreen. Now I'm going to wash my hands. Oh, wait. No, I'm not meant to wash them. But I want to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So gloves are fine. You can get all kinds. I got them from Solbari. Mm -hmm. And then with Seeking Shade, I recently got a UV umbrella, which I'm not sure if I have worked out how to make it look like a fashion statement just yet. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But it's, it's kind of fun. And basically you want to look for UPF fabric or a really dark color. Mm -hmm. The darker, the more protection really. So these have the black lining underneath and then a fun color on the top. Okay. Good tip. Mm. Someone actually did ask the other day about the yellow marks that are sometimes left behind on your clothes from sunscreens. Do you have any tips there? I couldn't offer anything. I was like, oh, it's just the way we've got to live. Yeah. (laughs) If we want to be sun smart. I know. Um, It's so frustrating. My clothes are mostly fine, but my partner's clothes and like he does dishes, I do laundry. So um, yeah, it's not just like I wash his clothes for him at the end, Yeah, but he'll get them on his collar all the time. Yeah, And I'm kind of proud that he's wearing (laughs) it, but I do have a little... um, process Mm. so it's usually chemical sunscreens and they react with the detergent and the water and the minerals in it and it's almost like a rust stain like if you've ever got those Mm. orange deodorant stains similar yes yeah um so the trick is cold water and just rinse the clothes before you run them so i'll do like a quick 30 load of laundry without detergent just Uh. cold water and then I wash them normally. And usually that will prevent it from staining. Okay. And then K2R rust stain remover if it's already stained. Okay. Interesting. Really good tip. Yeah, that stuff's amazing. Great. Okay. I'm going to have to try that. So another question I wanted to ask you, which I already know the answer to, but I want to hear it from your mouth. Why is it important not to use the same sunscreen you left in your car last summer? Well, They have an expiry date, so it might be past it if you used it last summer. But they say store in a cool, dry place. You know, if you've ever read the bottle, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of us haven't. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But it's been stability tested at, like, say, 40 degrees for a certain amount of time. But if it's constantly changing temperature, it can separate. And I guess it just compromises whether it works to protect your skin anymore or Mm -hmm. protect it evenly. Yeah. So, yeah, it could have cooked it. Yeah. So get a fresh bottle, everybody, mm-hmm. before the warm weather. But I assume most people listening to this podcast already have a fresh sunscreen on hand. Now, how should we be reapplying sunscreen to our faces when we have makeup on? You're like the pioneer of this particular technique. Yeah. So explain it for anyone who hasn't seen you do this. Yeah. And it's not like people get scared seeing you do it. But once you try it, just try it on an off day and see how you go. I like to dab it on just a small amount at a time with a dry sponge. Mm -hmm. So if you just press it on gently, it shouldn't interrupt your makeup too much. You might need to redo blush and bronzer, yep. but at least um, you won't have permanent blush and bronzer. Yes. That's how I <laughs> kind of put it to people. The rosacea babes know. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, so you just gently tap it on and then you might need to redo a bit of makeup, but that's mm-hmm. okay. We're reapplying anyway. Yeah. 
and the sponge you use can't be wet. You could use a powder puff as well. Okay. Just because you don't want to water down your sunscreen. Yes. That's a good tip doing the dry sponge. Cause I think I, when I've tried that before, it's been like damp from applying makeup and stuff like that. So definitely use your separate sponge that's dry. Mm-hmm. Have a separate sunscreen sponge. Yeah. And don't leave it in a makeup bag, in a handbag for a month. Okay. And yeah. Expect it not to be moldy. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're speaking from experience there. <laughs> yeah, I was mortified. Um, pulled it out to reapply. I was like, okay, then. Fingers it is. Guess I'm using my hands yeah. today. <laughs> Gross. Um, it's just moist, I guess. Like, yeah. Sorry, everyone. Moist. Yeah. <laughs> you can use a makeup brush as well, like a foundation brush. Yep. Uh, and I've seen people do sprays and like, you can, but you have to keep in mind that you might need to use a little bit extra because yes. it ends up in the air, right? Like not just Yeah, face. I'm actually surprised that a lot of spray sunscreens for the face have gotten through the TGA. I find that quite interesting because I I would have thought they'd be like, oh, no, half of it ends up in the air. That can't possibly be an SPF 50. So it's really interesting that they've been approved. Right. And then you see these Instagram ads for like some sunscreen that claims you can leave it on for three days. Have you seen that one? What? No. (laughs) I think it's TGA listed, but it's from the UK and or they sell it mostly in the UK. But it's, yeah, it's like you apply it once and it lasts for three days. It's surely not. It's the most (laughs) stressful thing. I mean, it's a miracle if it is, but I highly doubt that. It's just like- I want to see the science. What are you going to do? Lay out for three days? Like, please, you will be a lobster, (laughs) any skin tone. Yes, I would have thought so. And then my last question for you was, why is sunscreen in makeup or tinted moisturizer not enough protection against the sun. I still see people being shocked by this when they're like, oh, I'm looking for tinted moisturizer or makeup with SPF, blah, blah, blah in it. And then people are commenting back going, you still need to use a sunscreen. They're like, why? Yeah. Maybe not heard this yet. A lot of us, I reckon our generation has learned that one the hard way because we thought we were doing the right thing using our SPF 20 foundation. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Especially at our age, I think we started to become a bit more sun safe than our parents were. Mm. But now our next generation coming along are like, oh, we're using sunscreen every day from the age of 14, which is amazing. But we were like, yeah, we're using our Dove tinted moisturizer every day. That's fine. It's got SPF 15. (laughs) (laughs) If I had a time machine, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. Just like swap it out for a real sunscreen and off I go. (laughs) Well, SPF 50 plus is SPF 50 plus no matter what format it's in it's still tested Mm -hmm. that if you apply enough you'll get SPF 50 plus but the problem is that they give you too much coverage for it to look nice once you've applied Mm -hmm. the half teaspoon to your face and neck and ears no one's going to apply tinted like foundation sunscreen to their ears either yeah uh, or neck probably or chest um so that's an issue yeah and when you put that much on they start to look slimy or cakey and no one's Mm. going out like that right so i've never in my life applied half a teaspoon of foundation to my face i don't think a lot of people would have i have and it haunts me i did it for some yeah i did see that yeah (laughs) You can find that image of Hannah applying half a teaspoon. Oh my goodness! And like a foundation, it was in my cuticles, and I couldn't yeah. get it out. Like so, the, the sensory, like oh, <laughs> getting that off. Oh my god! But it was worth it because a lot of mm-hmm. people have. Learned a lot of people from it. saw it. 
Yep. 100%. It was worth it for, for the science, for sure. Mm, that and, like, I have a fair bit of sun damage, especially on my driver's side, mm. and that's because I was relying on SVF makeup, right? So, so if you're going to learn anything from Hannah today, it's use your SPF, yeah. then you can put your makeup on. And most of them look really nice under makeup. Yeah, agree. There's so many nice formulas now. I think the age old, oh, it's greasy, it's sticky, it stinks. It just doesn't apply anymore. There's so many options when it comes to facial sunscreens. There really is no excuse not to be searching for the one. And it's not always, oh, I buy one and it's the right fit for me. Like I've gone through that many sunscreens. I'm sure you're the same, Hannah. And it takes a while to find the right fit for you. Not every sunscreen is going to be right, but still you'll get there. Even day to day, right? Yeah. Like some days you're a bit dry and you want a really Mm -hmm. juicy one. And then in the summer you're like, oh, I sweaty. don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And if you don't like it for your face, then that's your hand sunscreen. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't need to go to waste or give it to a friend or a family member to try. Make your partner use it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's where all mine go. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Hannah. That definitely ticks off uh, that question. So hopefully that person who asked that question in the Facebook group is listening to this episode and gets the info that they needed. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.